Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I am an exercise physiologist. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and have been in business since 1994. That is 28 years. Today is Thursday, June 23rd. Man, oh man, is this month flying along. Today's topic is, is there a method to the madness to your training or are you just kind of floating around trying to figure out what you're doing? Let's talk about that. Before I get into today's topic, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 270 five-star reviews on Zillow. And between Jonathan and Lynn, they have over 100 million in sales. That's pretty darn good, and I personally vouch for them. If you need a real estate agent, you need help in real estate, give them a shout. 386-451-2412 or thegildengroup.com. Without further ado, let's break into today's topic. So I was training a client of mine on the bike, what was it, last weekend? And we did what I call a tempo workout on the bike. And that was 15 minutes of warm up, 10 minutes at tempo pace, which is slightly slower than the race pace for a, uh, say, a triathlon distance. And then five minutes of recovery, and then active recovery, pedaling, easy, cruising. And then 10 more minutes back up to that threshold or tempo pace. And then we finish that off with a cool down of around 15 or 20 minutes. So the entire workout took about an hour. And I rode where I usually ride down on the Edgewater Trail because it's, it's great. There's no uh, traffic down there. There's no cars. There's supposed to be absolutely zero motorized vehicles. But we do get scooters down there that we have to kind of like work around. But in any event, great place to train. Um, and so the client at the time said to me, they said, you know, you should really do a podcast on this because that's such a structured workout and so much good can come out of it. And so many people just kind of like, just kind of do things, you know, they just go ride, they go run, they go, you know, whatever they're going to do. They go to the gym for a certain amount of time. But I think a lot of people go purposely into things instead of or lacking a purpose going into things instead of purposely doing things. So, you know, I get both sides of the equation, but she's right. And I, and I want to talk about that. So let me give you two little terms to chew on. So physical activity is any bodily movement. All right. Any bodily movement is physical activity and it's great and it's needed. And we do not get enough in this country by any means. Um, you know, we're very sedentary as a group, world's more sedentary. Um, so I'm not trying to dump on physical activity is absolutely needed. It's necessary. We need to, I think, do some every day, do a lot more than we do. And, um, there's nothing wrong with a lot of physical activity. Exercise though is different. And these are all the little terms I used to teach my students. It's, Everybody lumps everything together, you know, health and fitness. Well, those are two different things. Diet and exercise. Naturally, those are two different things. Physical activity and exercise. Well, those are two different things. 
So exercise is defined as structured and planned with a specific goal intended. Okay, Structured and planned with a specific goal intended. That's exercise. So when we are training for something, whether it be a triathlon, bodybuilding competition, bench press competition, um, a 5K, a marathon, an ultra marathon. So when we're exercising then and we have specific goals in mind, and there's nothing wrong with general goals, but if we have specific goals in mind, we, I believe, need to get a little bit more serious about what we're trying to do to get to those goals. And there is a method to the madness. There is. I mean, I went to school for this stuff, you know, so I look at it, I look at everything, and I'm like, well, there is a way to get there, and there's a way to get there the best way, the most efficient way for the individual. So when you exercise, are you thinking about that? All right, so let me give you two more terms to chew on. Responses versus adaptation. So a response is what happens immediately as soon as we start to get physically active and or exercise. That could be heart rate going up is a response. Perspiration rate going up is a response. Lactate starting to increase as the exercise gets more intense is a response. All of those things are responses. They happen immediately. Adaptations is what we really should be training for. Adaptation, as I've said in other podcasts, is a semi-permanent change. And adaptation is what we want. We want whatever we're trying to stress or are stressing to change. We want an adaptation. And we want a specific adaptation. So let's get back to the case of my ride last weekend. So if I am training for a triathlon and the person that I was coaching at the time is training for a triathlon, their adaptation is to build up their cardiorespiratory and muscular endurance and the specific muscles they're using to be able to complete the bike portion. They're doing the same thing to complete the run portion. They're doing the same thing to complete the swim portion. So just going down and riding your bike. I'm not poo-pooing on that. Like I don't want to get like snide comments like why are you busting on people for going to the trail and say they're riding 20 miles or 30 miles or 10 miles or whatever and that's their goal. Not busting on them. That is great. And there are absolute days that that is my only intention in mind is to put in a certain amount of time or miles or maybe I don't even have that agenda in. I'm just going to go ride and as I go I'll figure out how far I want to go and the only thing I'm really trying to accomplish is clear my head and get some activity. It's great. I'm talking about once we start training for something, which I think is good to do for everybody because I do think you end up getting all those other benefits I just mentioned of a casual ride when we do put our energy to different things because it allows us to kind of like mentally focus in on more of what we're doing and then we get all the great relaxation response that we want. But anyway, that's a little bit further down the road than I want to go at this moment in this podcast. So we want to have a goal in mind when we're training for something. 
so many people will say, well, I'm putting in my miles. I don't know why I'm getting faster. It's like, well, well, what does that mean? I mean, you know, those miles could be all at one time. Those miles could be split up. Those miles could be super slow. Those miles could be fast sometimes, slow others. It's just a very kind of random way to think that you're going to get better at something. Now, in the beginning, whatever we do, we get better at. There's no doubt. Like your first six months, if you had zero plan and you had a bicycle and you wanted to get more fit on the bike, and, and you know when you're more fit, you're riding better, you're breathing more comfortably, your heart rate's lower, you're going faster, all those things. I mean, it's not rocket science to figure out when you're getting more fit on a bike. You can pretty much do whatever you want your first six months, and you're going to get better. Like if you're just out there consistently doing something, of course you're going to get better. But I would I would venture to say, and, and research will support me on this, that after about six months, it takes a lot more intent in your training to then get better. You're no longer going to just get better because you are doing something now. Your body's basically saying, well, I'm used to this, so what are you going to throw at me now? And the overload principle, as I've talked about before, states to get better at something, you have to push the stress window further than it's been stressed before. So if you're always just kind of like going by how you feel and going and logging a certain amount of miles or whatever, you're probably not going to get too much better. Um, I see this all the time with people. I see it in the endurance world, which I've spent a lot of years in coaching people, participating in, having friends that race. And like after six months to a year, it's like people just don't get better. It's like they're just the same, which is pretty fit and pretty good and everything. And again, that's all well and good. I mean, who cares unless they complain? And then many people do, though. They'll, they'll rant. They'll, oh, I'm not getting faster. Oh, I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm not doing that. And then you look at their training and, you know, there's just a lot of randomness to it, like the opposite of the method to the madness. Like, for example, there are people that will go to the pool and they'll just swim lap after lap, which to me, I mean, God bless them. I love this one. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite things to do to get exercise and to clear my head. But man, just swimming like, say, 50 laps in a row or 3,000 yards worth of laps, you know, which is about an hour or so for somebody moderately fit or pretty fit. I mean, God, that's got to be mind numbing. Um, that's hard. You know, God bless them, more power to them, but are they getting more proficient in their stroke? Are they becoming a better swimmer? After six months of that, I'd say no. I mean, why would they be? They're not, there is a method to the madness. They're not training anything to get better. They're just in the water a lot, which again is great for many things, but why would you get better? Whereas training, when people are training for different competitions, you know, especially the endurance stuff, which is what we do because we're not kids anymore that can do all these medleys in the swim and you know there are some masters groups but most people do traditional freestyle swimming to prepare for a triathlon well you're gonna see them have very structured workouts working on specific things specific adaptations they want to achieve to make their body better and so they're gonna go into it with it with a, an end in mind now Sometimes people do that and still don't know kind of why they're doing it, and I don't think that's great. That's probably great than just randomly, chaotically going and, and doing things, but I think it's better to go, okay, so why are we doing longer 
sets in the pool, like longer intervals of say five minutes or you know 500 yards or, or whatever, longer. Like what's the adaptation we're trying to achieve? Well, that adaptation is gonna be more in the cardiac system. It's gonna be more working on the efficiency of the stroke. It's gonna be working on those types of things. Whereas if somebody's doing shorter sets, they might be working on trying to get more power out of each stroke. They might be working on their anaerobic threshold because they're pushing up the intensity really, really high and then they're taking very little breaks in between. So that's gonna work the lactate system. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get too technical into what each workout does. I'm just trying to give an example, but they would be doing that to work on that specific adaptation of lactate threshold. And the coaches typically know that, not all of them, but most coaches absolutely know what they're doing that way. But there's a method to the madness, like they know what they're doing. And if you get efficient and smart about it, you don't have to train as much and get overtrained. A lot of times, you know, people, the runners, the runners more than anybody, I suppose, kind of burn out and, you know, they say, I don't want to say silly, but it, to me it sounds kind of silly, like, well, I've retired from doing 5Ks. It's like, okay, I didn't know you were a professional, you know, I mean, and their ego just won't let them go run those 5Ks anymore unless they're at the top of their game. So they kind of say they retire or whatever, which, okay, whatever. I guess that's a whole other podcast we can go off on to the, you know, the strange things people do to kind of justify their ego and to be okay with their peers when in reality nobody really gives a shit about what you're doing anyway to, to be truthful of it. So, you know, but they say things like that. And a lot of it is because they have been beaten up by so many injuries that it's like, well, they can't be at the top of their game, so they don't want to do it anymore. And that's kind of sad because running and all that is something you can do for the rest of your life. I mean, the studies have shown that. Race walking, running, power walking, swimming, weightlifting, all these things are things you can do for the rest of your life. I mean, they're lifetime sports. So if you're training kind of chaotically and you're just kind of like keeping up with the Joneses mileage-wise, you know, on the running wise, you know, well, I'm, you know, so-and-so is a great runner. They're running 50 miles a week. I guess I need to run 50 miles a week. And then the next thing you know, they're running in bad form. They're running tired. They're running on sore joints because they didn't recover from the day before. And then they start to get first stale, then comes overtraining. I'm sorry, first staleness, then comes overreaching, then comes overtraining, then comes injury, then comes layoff. And we see that cycle too much doesn't have to happen that way if you train specifically with a purpose for something like thinking about the numbers thinking about the objectives thinking about those kind of things going into every workout basically using a uh, you know a shooting analogy which somebody taught me once I really really liked it it's kind of like you know a sniper can hit its target without hitting anything else where say a um, um, what do you call it? A uh, shotgun. Gosh, why couldn't I think of that term? I guess that's good. I couldn't think of it. I'm not much of a gun guy. So, but a shotgun's going to hit its target, but it's also going to hit everything else around it. Okay. So we just do like a lot of hard miles all the time. That's like shooting a shotgun. I'm sure you're getting better in some instances. Maybe if you put in enough work. I mean, maybe again, still need to have a focus. I think. 
but you're tearing up your joints, you're doing all these things that are unnecessary to the training when all you had to do is go in with that laser focus, go in with that, you know, that, that rifle and really zero in and say, you know what, I'm going to hit my target here and I'm not going to hit anything around it. So that would mean, so for example, so this morning, one of my workouts I did, no, it's not like I work out three times a day, a workout that I did this morning was I was working on two specific adaptations that I want, okay? One of them was I was working a little bit on the anaerobic threshold or the lactate threshold on the bike. So I was um, pedaling at a pretty fast cadence, getting my legs to get to burn so I get some lactate in them and then recover a little bit on the life cycle. I did it at home, indoors today, 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. That's not very long for me on a bike, but the intent was to keep the RPMs high, get some leg burn, but not too much. Like I said, 30 minutes is, is good. It built the, the threshold up to where I was getting enough burn in the quads, getting enough lactate there. And then I jumped right on the treadmill and I did a 15 minute, basically a tempo run where it was around race pace, but not quite over it. And I started out a little slower than that and basically ended at race pace, but again, just 15 minutes. And for people that race or train or something like that, they would understand, well, no, that's not a very long workout, but it's perfect, like it's ideal. It got what I wanted. First, I wanted to work on the lactate threshold on the bike, so do some intervals, so to say. And then I wanted to do what's called a brick training, bike to run, and get my legs used to running right after biking because it is different pathways but I don't need to do that for a half hour. I don't need to do that for two hours. Like I just need enough of an adaptation. So then when I race, my legs are used to it. So I went into it with the goal in mind. Now, if somebody's training for something and they say, hey, I hear, you know, I hear these triathletes or these do athletes, you know, I hear they do what they call brick training where they bike and then run. And then next thing you know, they get this more is better mindset and they're basically running three or four miles every time they bike. And they may not even make the race because they're so overtrained, or at the very least, they're going to be overreached or um, too fatigued to race well, and then they're going to be disappointed, which a lot of people do because we have this more is better mentality, which just isn't true. It's just not true. And the older we get when we become master's athletes over the age of 40, and I happen to be 56, you need to be even smarter about your training. Like, go into it and say, what am I trying to accomplish? And then do it. And by the way, I'm going to finish with this. Don't think this takes away the enjoyment because the funny thing is, you know, when you put your focus, it's like the greatest meditation. So like this morning on the life cycle, yeah, my goal was to keep the RPMs high, which I could look at the RPM gauge, the cadence gauge, and tell me whether or not I was doing that. So I could watch it. You know, that was my goal and to get my um, heart rate up and to get the lactate up again. I keep saying that because that's the type of ride it was. But I was focused on it so much that I was able to get the meditative effects. In other words, people think sometimes meditation is not thinking about anything. It's the opposite of that. It's an acute focus on something. So then when you're focused on it, you're kind of shutting off that part of the brain that's, you know, we don't like, that's telling us bad things, that's giving us unwanted thoughts. You're shutting that off because you're zero focused in on something. So you are able to get that peace of mind, clear your head and get clear thoughts that come in. And the same then is on the run. So 
you get dialed in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold this pace for this long. I'm focused on my cadence. I'm focused on my breathing. I'm focused on keeping my arms up, you know, my hands high for a certain amount of time. And then I'm getting that meditative effect. So you still get those absolute great releases of stress and tension when you focus. The key is know what you're doing, then you don't have to overtrain. And the absolute same is in the weight room. I know that I spent the time on the cardio here because that's where I see most of the garbage training. I think when people go to the gym, they're a little bit more focused about what they want to do. Not always, but tend to be a little more focused and they're not so driven on duration and miles all the time, but they have a little bit more of a plan going in. All right, so there is a method to the madness. Remember that it'll help you think about what it is. If you don't know, look it up. Like, what am I trying to accomplish? What do I need to do? You know, that's the key. Um, I'll leave you with this. Like, if you're doing any kind of endurance sport, just remember if you really want to dial in on what you need, you need an over distance day, which means slightly longer than the race that you're going to race in. That applies for anything basically under a half marathon, or else it becomes a little too long to be throwing in super long distances. You need a threshold training day. That means that you're working just at or just below your race pace, but for shorter periods of time than your race. And you need a speed day where you're working above your race pace, but for very short periods of time, like a minute or two. Those are like the key workouts that you do for endurance sports. And then if you're doing triathlon, you need to do like nine of them. So, you know, put a method to the madness. It'll really help you. And until next time, be max fit and be max well.